On 11.16 SEM, The Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four Diego's Final Whistle on 11.16 SEM, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you and uh, on a big, big night. Hey, thanks to the SEN call team on a sterling job tonight. Ed Wyatt and Grant Brebner again uh, giving you the commentary and the analysis tonight when Melbourne City defeated uh, Wellington Phoenix 3-1. We'll get into all of the details very, very soon, but... uh, Vinny Venezuela's looking all tanned and back from annual leave. How are you, Vinny? Uh, very well, thank you, Rodrigo. Yes, good to see you, Warren, as well. Yeah, Rodrigo, I'm reluctant to use this word because I actually don't know how to say it, <laughs> but I'm cock a hoop. <laughs> oh, good, good. You're learning. Is that, that right? It, it, absolutely right. Cock a hoop? Yes. Yeah, not cock a hoot, as you've said once, but it's cock a hoop. Well, I am absolutely that because. Good. You should be. You should the be. city machine. I think now. <laughs> it's a machine. It's a machine. <laughs> It's it's gone on from just being dysfunctional. It was <laughs> dysfunctional for a while. Sensitive. But it's a machine now. And it's not a matter of if or when. No, it's not a matter of when. Mm-hmm. No. It's not <laughs> a matter of if. If. It's yes. now just simply a matter of when and who. <laughs> yes. When will they win the title? Oh, no. And who will they play against? We'll get into that very, very shortly because Carlos Alberto Diego, you're in the house. Hello there, Rodrigo. Is that a snapshot of we're going to get for the next two hours? It is, absolutely. It's because <laughs> they, they lacked pistons, your machine, for a long, long time. There was very few cogs there. And just because you've, you've recruited a couple of prongs that, uh, that do well... Piston prongs, I'll call them. <laughs> Piston prongs. But you've still got a few issues there, Warren. I know yeah, they yeah. champagne football, they play really great. So, but there's, there's, still, there's still a few issues in the pillar. Not when, not pillar when, piston area. Not when Vidic comes along. <laughs> hey, oh, He's heard it once and he thinks it's going to happen. Sorry, Carlos, is the pillar piston area the, the back area? The, the of pillar the... piston is uh, the centre-halves problem. Yep. But the prong pistons, well, they're prolific they're at the moment. Yeah, prolific and precocious. What are the, the midfield pistons called? Well, let, let, uh, let me think. About that, we'll, we'll get into the we'll get on, we'll get into the pistons and the prongs uh, in the next hour and a three quarters or so. But uh, tonight it was Melbourne City defeating Wellington Phoenix three uh, one. Fornaroli scored in the eleventh. Novio scored a double in the uh, well, he scored in the thirtieth minute and in the fifty first. And then Roly Bonavazia scored an absolute beauty from in the sixty sixth minute. It was three one at Amy Park in front of ten thousand eight hundred and twenty five. The crowd is building absolutely. And another five figure. Another five figure. Gosh. Well, was it about the seventh time in a non derby game? So it's two in a row. Uh, yeah. They won't know themselves soon. They'll be going to games at Melbourne City, not knowing people. There are so many people there. For me, it's no accident though, Rodgers. No, no, no. And, uh, and Vinny, I, I think you win, and oh, you thanks, win with Carlos. some. <laughs> you're, you're still. What are you doing? You're just looking at stats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's busy. He's discovered his iPhone. He's uh, preparing. You know, you win and you win with a little bit of swagger. Great mm-hmm. final tickets. A couple of Rabonas, a couple of nutmegs, <laughs> a few goals. People start a bit of precoci- A bit of precociousness. And people start thinking, I might go and see those guys. And that's what's happening. Absolutely. So the hotline tonight on 94291116, because we want you to call us tonight. It is your show after all. It is the final whistle. What is the hot topic tonight, Vinny? It is the Who Do You Love hotline, because mm. we couldn't decide. If you're a Melbourne City fan at the moment, this squad is probably 
the best it's ever looked. Yeah. It's primed, it's mm. it's pumped, it's lean, it's mean, mm. Mm. you know. And so we just we, we were inviting Melbourne City fans to tell us, who do you love in that squad of yours? Can I say who I love? Yeah, of course. You yeah. know, people go for fauners, and I, and I know fauners. why they'd go for oh, fauners. Fauners. Right? They go for fauners. Fauners. They go for Moyes. Yeah, Aaron Moyes. <laughs> Moy boy. Uh, for Moyes me, Moyes. And even Zulo got came close tonight. But Zul's Navio, me. Harry for me, was absolutely, you know, the ego was up there. The, the the show was up there. I call him the big show. The big show. You know, the disco. <laughs> yes. Disco Harry. One day we're going to be calling him the no show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be off, yeah, off yeah. to China, I think. Uh, but I think he was fantastic tonight. Yes. When he's in the mood, there's no player that comes part, anywhere near close to him. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It is the Who Do You Love hotline. Uh, tell us that. Tell us what you thought of the game tonight. Are, as Warren said, uh, Melbourne City a shoo-in? to make the grand final already. Ron's actually um, looking for grand, grand final, final tickets. tickets. <laughs> um, we know that actually, who do I love? Do I love? actually think symbolically and more than symbolically actually that mm. the one of the most important reasons why Melbourne City have become a better team is the goalkeeper. Now, for all the, for all the you know, discussion about whether you have an overseas player as a goalkeeper... Whoever made that final decision, Thomas Sorensen, I think, collectively for me, has been the most important player. When they weren't playing that well, you know, if you really think about this run, it started in the derby where they were in front and they scored goals early in that game. But really, Melbourne victory were absolutely all over City in the second half. The problem, with, the was problem the with what you're saying is he was playing well, but the team was losing. So for me, that's not good enough. And I'm not saying that... he. It's his fault, but his impact wasn't enough for the team to win. Fauna Riley, Fauna's, Bruno scores, <laughs> Navio scores, um, Moy runs right in midfield. They win games for you, okay? And it wasn't, it's not been the back half that have won things or got Melbourne City in the position they are right now. In fact, I think they've got the second worst goals against in the competition. Yep, I just think that game... And his saves in the second half, where if it had gone another way, Melbourne City probably would have lost that game. He's made some three. unbelievable saves. He has. Mm. And yeah. I think the other thing for me is the improvement. As much as Melbourne City now are clearly a side that has the money and the ability to go out and get players they want and be able to spend, some of the guys that came to the club, and I know we'll talk about Stefan Mork going back to Adelaide, but the improvement in the retrays and the mellings and even Jack Clisby, who I know is not a young player, but came from Perth and has improved the improvement in the younger players for squad depth, I think has made a really important impact on Melbourne city just as a whole team. And now they've got, the best players playing as well as they can. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear from you tonight. It is the final whistle, and the final whistle is brought to you by Premium Sport Tours because nothing beats being there. If you're off overseas and you want to go and see a sporting event, Warren, make sure you give uh, uh, John and the team at one eight hundred four Sport one eight hundred four double seven six seven eight. You know where I'd like to go next where, year, where? Rodrigo? Where would you like? I'd to go? like to go and watch Melbourne City play in the Asian Champions League. <laughs> Just uh, maybe fly, fly away to. Guangzhou, Guangzhou, Evergrande, maybe? <laughs> Where's that? That's a city in China, isn't it? It is China. Yeah, yeah. Well go done. there Warren. or it's go... A, it's in Trans, Tranmere. Yeah, Tranmere. go... Where else could I... Where else will I be going to watch Melbourne City play in the Champions League next year? Jeez, having travelled with you in... Uh, well, South Africa as well, even though they speak English um, in, in a lot of parts, <laughs> but also Brazil. Uh, how, would, how would Warren go 
in China with all the names. Anyway, um, well, next when you go, make sure you give. Uh, uh, no, I'll premium. be going with premium sports. Oh, okay. I'll probably you'll be, be you'll be taking his own food. I'll be taking. Like, <laughs> won't be eating yum cha. That's for sure. I'll probably be taking a tour, possibly <laughs> with John and the boys at Premium Sports Tours. But, but you talk about other people you might love, and I've already got something from Ro- at Robe Scholar. On Twitter, Robe and I know it's your domain, Vinny. Have you I, seen that? Yeah, I've seen yeah. Robe. Yeah, and he's uh, and he, and he's he's actually <laughs> kudos to Zulo. Zulo, the yeah. standout, another great yeah. Altuna show, and uh, Navio is just taking the proverbial now. Yeah, according, come on, City. He yeah. ends it with. No. So I mean, and we're going to go to a break soon. But uh, what about the W League? Uh, mm. The the um, the game obviously before the A League game, Melbourne. It was the semi final, of course, and it was nil all at full time and after extra time, and then Melbourne City uh, made it into the grand final after not losing a game all year, uh, five four on penalties, and uh, Lisa Devana um, scored the fifth penalty, but that was after Angela Beard, the eighteen year old, mm. who's a gun, who played really well tonight, yeah. missed uh, and. Uh, Geez, it was it was it was heart wrenching, right? Because it was in, it was going. It was the keeper was going the wrong the, way. It almost broke the post. Fitting. It was going the right way, but the tra- trajectory was millimeter. To be fair, the keepers went the wrong way with nearly every shot. <laughs> they actually, they almost I ran know, the other way. I know, but that's okay. <laughs> they nerves, fell more than died. It was died. nerves. It was a bit of a crowd for them. Uh, Angela Beard, yes, she was fantastic all game, mm. and the tears she shed. After she missed that penalty, yep. were real tears. Oh, no, not, yeah. not not with the you know the millionaire blokes who miss head in the hand. Yeah, this but is they real know, tears. They know they're going to go home in their Maseratis and then you know to their to their massive uh, you know mansion, the mm-hmm. compound in the, in the middle of the in Madrid or something, and and still pick up their million dollar salary. These girls, mm-hmm. that that were genuine tears, and and also the comfort mm-hmm. that the teammates when they went up to her and they tried to comfort her, uh, that was real. That was real. The whole thing. Gen- Women's yep. football, I've learnt this year in particular from the Women's World Cup, Melbourne City's performance, other watching the W regularly, they are fair income athletes, fair income professional people who don't get paid professionally. Yep, and they didn't actually need to put the sprinklers on before the men's game. There <laughs> were that much tears, and that's not that's really feeling. Yeah. But Lisa Devana, who is the Matildas captain, she spent at least I reckon five to ten minutes. Speaking with the girl who missed from Brisbane, and yeah. it was just such a Angela, Angela, Angela yeah, Beardy, Beardy. But can it. I say to you that the showcasing of women's sport over mm. the last couple of days with the women's Big Bash Cricket League, followed by that A League game today, and even the first semi final of the A League, which saw Sydney beat Canberra one nil. Mm. Also the netball in, in and in the netball. I mean, it's they may never and probably will never get paid as professional players, but, you know, they provide they great entertainment and girls are going to be playing everywhere. They will get paid uh, one day and let's hope. Like uh, us. Like us, know. yes. <laughs> like us, one day, one day. Let's take a break on the final whistle on a night where Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-1. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Socceroo defender Kevin Musket is so mean... His mother keeps a photo on the mantelpiece to stop the kids going too near the fire. This has been a Socceroo update by the Four Diego's. It seems to love me.
Yes, it is the final whistle on a Monday night. Uh, and uh, what is it? Australia Day Eve. Is there such a thing? Well, it's the night before Australia Day. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-1. Fornaroli and Navio show tonight. They scored. Uh, Fornaroli once and Navio twice. And uh, Rolly Bonifacio scored for Wellington Phoenix in, at Amy Park in front of 10,825 People good crowd in. tonight. It was a great, good vibe. It was a great night for Melbourne really City Really good tonight. vibe. The vibe is happening there. You were there for mm. a uh, bit of it, a half. Mm. But uh, we'll have a Melbourne City player shortly. So uh, trying furiously to get a, a Melbourne City for, p- player for you tonight. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call, Melbourne City fans. This is your night. The night tonight. It is the Who Do You Love hotline. So, um, boys, I mean, on the back of the Who Do You Love stuff really Navio and Fornaroli they're mm. forming they're, oh well they're formed this dynamic duo a bit like Warren Broish and Barisha yeah you said that so you were actually I think they've up... got them covered oh already already <laughs> nah, already you can't say that just yet can I tell you what I like about it... the what I like about Melbourne City at the moment I think that they're we used to say we, we criticised them a little bit because they were nice they were too nice and they need to get a bit angry and, and mean and stuff like that but I the niceness sort of pays off at the top end because I'm seeing these players looking for each other and passing the ball unselfishly. They they don't need to. Navio was is looking for Fornaroli. Fornaroli is looking for Moy. Sometimes he's looking for Navio. I like that about what they've got going on at the moment. Yep. Where where they're gonna they're gonna pass it to the best option, and that's a good thing. I think but that's I, a healthy thing. But Vinny, I reckon that it actually goes beyond that. In that now they actually have players who aren't guessing on the field. They don't hope to play well. They actually know they're going to play well, or they expect to play well. So if you look at if you look through the lines, when I looked at that team tonight, I mean, bringing Anthony Caceres in, he's a kid who is going to be a great player. So he passed it to the nice. What, what I'm saying is, he expects to play well. Mm. Moy expects to play well. Fornaroli, Novio expects to play well. Zulo expects to play well, even though he's had a rough time of it over the years with injury, and but he's been over the hole and he's played for the Socceroos. These guys. Frenich is another one. These guys expect to play well all the time. Sorensen's the same. Um, Melling's a young kid who has no fear. So uh, Pardalou's won things. So what they're building there at City at the moment is a team of winners who, who can have their bad days and their bad moments. And there were times tonight where uh, Phoenix were pretty plucky and they had a few chances and they were pushing forward. Uh, but generally, this Melbourne City team, what's pleasing about them and I, I'm pleased because suddenly there's a genuine competitor to Melbourne victory in this marketplace. Uh, they're a team who are gradually putting together a team of winners. And you put a team, to, uh, winners together in a culture that wins with a coach that can handle them. Uh, and suddenly you've got a fantastic you know, two teams in this marketplace that really will take the game, you know, to the next level. And that's what excites me about this City team at the moment. Look, it's very interesting to see what confidence does to, to a team. I think that, you know, we, we were they were going through a very hard hard trot earlier on in the season. Now they've sort of come of age, but there's there's confidence and composure, but there's a, a really good understanding between a lot of key players in yep. that squad. And I think that's what's paying dividends for them. But for me, the Who Do You Love player has got to be more because I just think he's central to, to everything that happens. Yeah, the Melbourne City hard trot, Trot was basically going on for the whole of their life up until <laughs> this season. But it's an interesting one, Carlos. John Van Skip, he's never going to be a coach that's going to be aggressive or he's never going to be a huge talker in the media. He's going to be somebody that's always going to go about his business. But I don't the, the know. Ru- the rumour is him and Corrin had a falling out, though. You can't. 
when you say he's not going to be aggressive, maybe no out. Outwardly publicly, facing, yeah, yeah, publicly okay, yeah, facing. Yeah. And I think often in the Australian marketplace, we're always looking for that combative coach. You know, he'll come out and aggressively defend his players or his club or whatever else. And John Van Schip's not going to do that. And I think because of that, maybe we're always going to doubt his, you know, that intensity or that ability to be, you know, as you often say, the biggest personality in the change rooms. But if he's, you know, knocked off Robert Corran because of poor attitude or whatever else, maybe he's even starting to have that sense of this is my team and we're not going to stuff around with it and we're going to be aggressive and do what we need to because that's what they definitely need to do. This is a guy 10 weeks ago and when we had the final whistle after the West Sydney Wanderers game Mm -hmm. where everyone, we had caller after caller asking for his sacking, basically demanding his sacking. And I think that's, it's amazing what you get when you give a coach the right goods and the right team of winners, suddenly you look like a miracle worker. Well, there's one winner on the line now for uh, Melbourne City and uh, one of the young guns. Jacob Mellings on the line on the final whistle with the Four Diego's. G'day, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, mate, Jay, it's Rodrigo Rodriguez. You've got Vinny Venezuela, Warren Diego and Carlos Alberto Diego. I mean, we've been doing this show for as probably as old as you are. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so names are probably harder to pronounce than... And right. <laughs> we're not expecting you to do that tonight, so That's all right, we're not going to test you, mate. Hey, congratulations on a wonderful, wonderful performance, a great team performance tonight. Uh, how a complete a performance do you think that was tonight from the boys? I'm very good. The boys obviously worked very well. Structurally, were quite good. And uh, I think we just need to work a little bit more on playing out a bit more through the back. I think um, obviously going from one side to the other, when we did that well, we scored. and we, uh, That's when... Um, Harry scored his first goal because of coming out from one side and going to the other. So it was good play from everyone. And um, obviously, we're just going to keep that momentum going now and hopefully get them to win next week and keep pushing to the top of the table and the league. Jacob, it's Carlos. Uh, congratulations on your season so far. I know you've had a couple of time, uh, moments out of the team and because uh, of injury and so forth, but you've been a, a regular when you've been available. Tell us what it was like what the change has been like from early in the season when there was a little bit of uncertainty in the team, a couple of poor performances, but now the champagne football and the, and the plays you have around you must be really, really thrilling. Tell us about that transition, you know, of, of, you know, early on in the season to what's happening now. Yeah, I guess when we first started, especially in the FFA Cup, we did really well early in the actual pre-season. We started, we reversed Wellington in the pre-season the FFA Cup and did really well and got good results and, Obviously, it was looking up from there, but everyone has setbacks in every team. We've got to go back to the training field and work on things that we need to, and that's what happened. And we started to, obviously, there's patches that we need to work on, obviously playing out and the front three and getting into position earlier. And then that's what we've started to do is, obviously, there's a new formation as well that's worked out for us well. And we've, that's when the coaching staff have obviously fixed that. And we keep working hard and, um, I guess, getting the right way we we want to play throughout the whole season and throughout finals. Jacob Warren here. I'm actually sitting in my Melbourne City top. I've been a believer. <laughs> the other boys have never believed, but I've always been a believer. And I've been one of the things I want to talk about is for me, having been to the last three home games, Sydney, Western Sydney Wanderers, and tonight, there's been a change in the overall atmosphere of the games. You can that last seven or eight minutes against Western Sydney Wanderers for me was the best feeling that there'd ever been in a crowd for a Melbourne City game. I suppose I'm asking, 
is there that feeling out on the field that you can sense the crowd and, and the noise that they're suddenly making to support you? And is that something that you've noticed as a change in terms of the fans and the support? Yeah, we've noticed that. Obviously, it lifts us up, especially in the last 10 minutes. It lifts the boys up to give us that extra 1% that we need to obviously get back into position to slide in to win a ball. And it gives us the desire to win the game at the end of the day. But uh, the, the 12th man at the end of the day, the fans and that last 10 minutes, and if they're on our side, working with us and cheering for us, that's the one we want to lift. We want to win the game for us and for the fans because they're here week in, week out. That's what we play for. At the end of the day, it wouldn't be as the competition as it is if we didn't have the fans that come out week in, week out. So we're obviously very thankful to the fans, and hopefully we can get more and more, slowly, slowly. But we're getting there. We'll keep working hard, and we'll get there slowly. Jacob, uh, Vinny Venezuela here. Uh, we've got the, the hotline at the moment is who do you love? Who Who's the city player that you love? And, um, you know, Moy comes up, Fornaroli comes up, you came up. Who's the player at Melbourne City who doesn't need any more love because they've just got plenty in their own locker? Uh, Harry Nivillo. Hey! <laughs> Why did we know you were going to say that? <laughs> but, but, Jacob, I'm just wondering, on the training park, the tricks that you must be seeing... Like um, Fornaroli's little backheel to Eric Pardaloo tonight, which was really well saved by Glenn Moss, was just absolutely sublime. But the tricks, I don't know, the tricks you must see from, I suppose, Harry and Aaron and, and um, Bruno must be pretty special on the training park as well. They are. Just some of the things you see at the training park, and you just think, you can see why they're a step above most things. And that's why we do give them, I guess, more freedom to create things up front because they do give us that flair that we need to, to score goals and to look dangerous. And obviously the coaching staff have seen that and we just got to keep working with that. But when they need to defend, they got to do their job. And that's what we did tonight and that's what we've got to keep doing to obviously win the league and win the finals. Now, Jacob, you were a bit of a child prodigy. I remember seeing your first game when Johnny Cosmina brought you on against Adelaide all those years ago. You seem like a veteran already, but you're still quite young. When you see yourself playing with the likes of Sorensen and uh, Hughes and Zulo, Franich, Fornaroli and Novio, what is it that you learn every day off guys like this? What's the biggest learning point that you've picked up from these guys? Um, just, I guess, just watching what they do to prepare for training and what they do to prepare for games, the attitude around what they do after training and how to get themselves ready for each week, week in, week out. I think, obviously, from Paddy, I've watched him closely because he's a captain and he's a top professional. And you can, I don't think there's him, Husey and Tommy, I don't think I've seen better. And plus, um, Eric Pardley, very, very professional guys. And to learn off them and to see what they do week in, week out is, is crazy to see. So... Obviously, that's why I'm just going to keep working, strive towards what they've done, and hopefully I can get there one day. And do you uh, hang out with Harry after training, uh, Harry Navio, which which is a disco of choice for him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do hang out with all the boys after training. Sometimes we go for a coffee or, and do what we like, I guess. So just just relax and after training because we've had a hard day. and Obviously, gym. And what, what, no disco? <laughs> you can't disco. We've got a game the week. On the oh, yes. That's very professional there, Jacob. Hey, Jacob, um, mate, really appreciate your time after a game. And uh, 
Hey, mate, keep keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're getting a lot of love off the SMS here, and uh, you know the Diego's are big fans of yours. So thanks for your time I am tonight, Rodrigo. All the of rest us are. of you are. <laughs> all of us are. No worries. Yes, keep it going. There's uh, Jacob Melling, uh, young gun for Melbourne City. Hey, we need to take a break and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the four Diegos. It is the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-1 and it was... uh, Fornaroli and Navio show as far as goals are concerned, but Moy was fantastic. Fornaroli scored first, Navio scored twice, and then Bonavazio scored for Wellington Phoenix, uh, just to add to the beauty of the game. Which was a cracker. I tell you, it's bling, bling football at the moment. It was, absolutely. They're bringing the bling. And the crowds are coming too, Warren. You're happy about that. 10,825. And what I say to you, good good on Melbourne City for counting accurately. They're not... (laughs) They're not 6,599 fans dressed up as 10,000. When you're getting those 10,000, and the atmosphere, can I say, is the best it's ever been. It's good. Ever been. It's not much to beat, though. Really. Well, they're starting it, from that, that doesn't mean much if you're you, comparing you it to victory. You have Jacob on and you pump yourself no, up as sort of like a friend listen, of Melbourne City. People love the Diego's because we're real. <laughs> Okay. Do they? Do they? I mean, you're, what you just said there, you talking about the inflated love, figures, that was inflated comment. <laughs> It's just inflated. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you nothing at this moment in this little window of pure satisfaction and joy that I have for my team. (laughs) You bought the T-shirt. All the... Well, it's, it's a polo. It's one of the it's old. It's an old man's polo. Yeah, so can I get that polo. bottle of wine you owe me? <laughs> I didn't think we owed. I owed yeah, you, but you anyway, okay. Well, I'll get you. Nothing you can say, Carlos, is going to drag me down to your level tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If you think about, if you think about the last few games. Yep. Now I was disappointed last week when they went to Perth. Yes. And they played a. They played below expectations and they almost played overconfident football. They should have just got the result. Although in saying that, Perth are going okay after their little sojourn in Newcastle yesterday. But the last three home games, Sydney, Western Sydney and tonight's game have been the best three games I've attended as a Melbourne City supporter. Mm. And if Finney's right, the derby... In a couple of weeks' time, you know, complacency is a bit of a cancer too. No, I'm not complacent. Too. There's a, there's a cancer that I'm spreads. Happy, happy. And you are, you are a barometer for <laughs> Melbourne City too. You get too cocky, the complacency just it's cancerous. I'm allowing him this complacency tonight, <laughs> Carlos. Come on, Warren. Thank you. And we want Melbourne City and fans we want to fans. call us in the next hour nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Get on the line, the Who Do You Love hotline. If you're a Melbourne City fan, you need to call us tonight, 9429-1116. We're taking another break here on the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Welcome to the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sports. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Thanks for joining us in the second hour. We've got uh, another hour of your calls, 9429-1116. Give us a call, Melbourne City fans. Um, if you're in the car on your way home or... Uh, yeah, just getting ready for Australia Day. Give us a call, 9429-1116. Vinny Venezuela's here. Warren Diego's here and very, very happy. And Carlos <laughs> Alberto Diego. So happy that no one, mm. including him, 
is going to him, take that away from who's you, him? me, Carlos. You. Carlos, you mean? And then, in the way that I've celebrated this week with the five-four <laughs> result for Liverpool, yes, actually, we've got a lot of text by, messages wanting us I'm to talk just, about that. I'm just worried that we go to we play Stoke on Wednesday morning for a position in the Kissing Your Sister Cup final. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With a 1-0 advantage back to Anfield. I'm just sort of starting to think that this good run can't last forever and Stoke will miraculously turn it around after being thrashed and, by Leicester on the weekend. And Warren, Jurgen Klopp broke his glasses mm, at the end of the game celebrating. That, that, that's, is, a, that's a bad go, sign. That's an omen. Does he, he does claim, go well, doesn't does he? claim he, that on his celebration? <laughs> he does go well with his celebrations. Hey, of course, Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-1 tonight. Uh, Fornaroli and Navio scored uh, for Melbourne City. Navio scored twice and uh, Bonavazio scored for Wellington Phoenix. At Amy Park, in front of 10,825 people. It was a great, great game to watch. And a man who uh, joins us very, very uh, often on the final whistle is Fox Sports' Michael Zapponi. G'day and welcome to the show, Zappers. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, good to have you again. It's Rodrigo, Vinny's here, and uh, Warren and Carlos. What do you make of that? How, how about the Fornaroli? What about the Navio show tonight? Um, have you ever spoken to him? And, uh, you know, can you tell him to come on to the Diego's one night? <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken to him, and... Uh... I think they're just trying to keep him a little bit like Key at the moment because uh, they, they love the way he's playing his football and uh, he's a big character. And I, I don't think they want uh, him to get too much attention in the media. And it's probably a deliberate ploy by the club. We actually tried to get him on the show afterwards and uh, they politely declined. Uh, there were plenty of other players to talk to. But, uh, you know, he's great. He's a character. And uh, I think, you know, our chat with Michael Zullo after the game revealed a little bit more about his character. They're just trying to keep him in check, the players and the staff at the club. So he's, uh, he's certainly a big character at the club and uh, they're just trying to rein him in, I think, at a little bit at the moment. But you might have noticed in his uh, second goal celebration, uh, I'm a big Juventus fan, so I've been having a little bit of a chat to uh, Harry Navia over the last couple of weeks and uh, we've been trying to work on a new goal celebration for him. And... Uh, <laughs> Paul Pogba is a great Juventus player who's a Frenchman as well, and uh, they know each other. They've met a few times and have come across each other. And I said to him a couple of weeks ago, well, we need a Paul Pogba-esque celebration, and uh, he delivered. So if you have a look at uh, the second goal and after he scored, uh, a very similar goal celebration to what Paul Pogba has been demonstrating for us for the mighty Juventus. Sappers is Carlos. Uh, what I'm loving about Melbourne City at the moment, and I'm not a Melbourne City fan, I'm not a Melbourne Victory fan, but I've always wanted two very, very strong teams in this marketplace. What I'm loving about City at the moment is they're slowly getting together a team of players who expect to win. And they expect to win them with a bit of swagger. And I think uh, that is a huge difference to the Melbourne City team we had in the early part of the year where, you know, put a bit of pressure on them, they just fell apart. Uh, do you yeah. sense that too? Yeah, I do. And, you know, in, in, in talking to someone like Michael Zulay tonight, you get the sense that, uh, you know, he, he's not here for a paycheck. He's here to, to win tournaments and, and to win, uh, win the title. And... You know, guys like Thomas Sorensen, they, they brought him here for the same reason. Uh, he's got that uh, competitive nature that I think has been lacking at Melbourne City in, in past years. And uh, we've spoken about Bruno Fornaroli ad nauseum, but you know we never get sick of talking about him. Uh, he's a real competitor as well. And even in the last minute when he copped a knock on his head, he just saw how aggro he was and mm. saw how aggro he was when he missed an opportunity early in the game when he made a run and 
Navillo whipped the ball across and he was lunging towards it. He thought he should have got there. Uh, that's the competitive spirit and nature that we've been missing from uh, Melbourne City in their early years. And uh, you just get the sense that that's... And the other big thing for me tonight was have a look at their bench. You've got guys like Osama Malik and Nick Fitzgerald uh, who come on tonight. Uh, Osama Malik's only been there for a day. Nick Fitzgerald, only a matter of days. They're some really good, experienced players. And uh, uh, the depth of this squad is going to hold them in really good stead for the remainder of the season. Because uh, the Caceres transfer, Zappers, were people raving about that uh, post-game? I know Ernie Merrick uh, wasn't too impressed. <laughs> well, he called it, uh, I think, outrageous um, during the week. Uh, and I think the Wellington paper called it a dodgy deal, quite unquote. But <laughs> <laughs> well, surely, Zapper, you can't... I mean, who are people blaming here? They can't be blaming Melbourne City. They're just smart enough to use the rules to their to their benefit. You can't really even blame the FFA. I mean, who would have seen this scenario? I mean, they expect to see everything, you know, uh, three or four steps ahead. I mean, this is just a unique situation. It'll be interesting to see now what the FFA does, though. Yeah, and, you know, we had a similar case with uh, Frank Lampard. Mm. It was a, a situation where Melbourne City could have had David Villa and Frank Lampard at Amy Park uh, last year. And we four football fans would have loved to have seen that. So... Uh, I encourage it. I mm. think if they found a loophole, good on them. And uh, we encourage all A-League clubs to think outside the square and to bring big-name players to the competition and increase the standard of our football. And, you know, talking to some of the City Football Group officials, they'd like to do more. Uh, and it's only going to lift the standard of our competition. It's only going to make other clubs find other players and step up yet again. And... Uh, Good on them for doing it. Zappers, one thing, I've been at the last three home games, the Sydney, the Western Sydney Wanderers and tonight's game. I don't know your sense, you're on the ground. My sense is that the crowds are just getting bigger and there's more vocal, you know, partisan support for Melbourne City. More fans going there with more shirts on, supporting the team more vigorously. It's a long way from victory, but my sense is it's building. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And uh, you're right. It's also a long way from victory. And what I want to see, and when City can say that they've arrived as a football club, is when they open that third tier at Amy Park every week and we see it well populated. And, and to get 15,000 a week should should be their uh, aim uh, in the competition. If they continue to play football like they're playing at the moment and uh, they continue to bring players like Fauna Rowley and Aaron Moy and, and uh, Harry Navio to their squad, then uh, people will go and watch them because uh, it's great football at the moment and uh, Western Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Victory will all be looking at them very closely and thinking, you know, they're a real threat. Now, Zappers, you're a really likeable bloke, so everyone tells you everything, even off the record, <laughs> so we expect you to spill your guts right now. What are you hearing? Robert Corrin was moved on during the week. Some say it was a bit of an acrimonious uh, relationship between him and, uh, and uh, Van Skip. But what I want to ask you about is, what are they going to do with this marquee position? There's talk about Nemiar Vidic, would you believe? Uh, you know, Inter Milan, let him go. Uh, the, you know, stalwart for Manchester United for many years and a really powerful uh, defender on the, on the world scale. And there's even talk about Di Michaelis there at uh, Manchester City. What are you hearing they might, what they might do with that uh, marquee spot? 
Well, I think if you read the comments from John Van Schip from his press conference yesterday, he was playing a very straight back, wasn't he? Saying that we're done. We've brought in some great players, but I don't believe that no. for a minute. I think that's what he has to say. Um, I, I understand that they're still uh, looking at players, and uh, yeah, Vidic is one of them. He's just left into Milan. I'd love to see them add, as silly as this may sound, I'd love to see them add another attacking player uh, because. If you, I was thinking about it during the game tonight. Should Harry Navio or Bruno Fornaroli, I don't want to jinx them, one of them go down with injury, all of a sudden it really changes the dynamic of that team. And uh, and relying on one of them will, will be a big question mark for them. So I'd love, yes, they've got some problems defensively, but they've been great going forward and they've pl- scored 40 goals in 16 games is no mean feat. I, I'd like to see them add even further to, to that front line and... Uh, perhaps a player of that ilk. And I have heard some names that uh, do fit that description, some big names who are playing uh, in the Serie A uh, still currently. So uh, I don't think they're done. I think we might see another signing at Melbourne City. Zappers say it, Van Persie. (laughs) Van Persie. It makes sense. I'm not sure their uh, pockets are that deep. Well, they are deep. Whether they want to spend them that uh, this year or not, I don't. I don't believe that's the case. That'll be an impulse buy, Zappers say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but Zappers, uh, the one that uh, we've heard about the homesick stories for Tommy Orr, so homesick that he originally wanted to come back to Australia, but maybe the homesickness will only get him to China because there's talk about a big China offer. Is Tommy Orr someone they might look at? Given that they've got Zulo on the left-hand side and uh, it, it's maybe just another another same-same with Zulo. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think, you know, Zulo was outstanding tonight and it would be remiss of us not to mention his contribution to their game. And uh, it was the, the Michael Zulo that uh, got him into the Socceroos establishment uh, that we saw tonight. He was brilliant. He really got the game going for them and some of the crosses and runs that he was making were outstanding. So, yeah, I think they're covered uh, on that side of the park. Uh, and I think they'll look for someone else uh, rather than a, than a Tommy Orr. And it just goes to show you, a player needs to be comfortable in his, in his environment. You know, we saw Michael Zulo make the move overseas. That didn't work for him. And uh, equally, you know, James Trevisi is another one, you know, who's a little bit unsettled at the moment. It would be great to have him in the A-League. I don't think Melbourne City will be his final destination, but let's hope he can uh, agree terms with Adelaide because they've made a good offer to him, a marquee offer, and uh, uh, let's hope that... Uh, he uh, waves away the advantage, ad, had, uh, advantage of China. Advances is what I'm trying to say. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. And comes back to Australia because we'd love to see him back. Hey, Michael, thanks for your time. As always, are you doing the Victory Sydney game tomorrow? Yeah, looking forward to it. Another big uh, pre-game, post-game show for us. And uh, Bozza's coming down. So, you know, it's big when Bozza flies <laughs> down. And, uh, uh, you know, we love, we love watching these two sides play. It's, yeah, the traditional rivalry, isn't it, in the A-League? It's been going from season one and uh, there have been some great clashes between these two on Australia Day. In the past. And it's great that Australia Day is really owned by our sport, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There are no other teams or sports or codes that are, uh, are playing on this day and it's, it's becoming a, a good traditional fixture on the sporting landscape, not just the football landscape, but uh, we are, we're owning it and uh, it'll be a big crowd and uh, a lot of eyes on, on, on the TV broadcast, we hope, tomorrow night. Yeah, looking forward to that tomorrow night at 7 30 Melbourne victory take on Sydney FC. Hey, Michael, thanks for your time, as always, on the final whistle. Thanks, Jen. There's Michael Zapponi uh, with thanks to Fox Sports. He's got friends everywhere, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he, no, knew he's, he's, he knew more. He knew more. Yes. He's on the He was withholding, was he? Look, we'll catch up with... Because he's off to a disco. After every... 
after every yeah. game he calls. Yeah. And when Boz is off to a, and when Boz is in town, he's out all night. Yeah, yeah, he's actually right. his wife's not really happy, but he's out all night. Yeah. So uh, so <laughs> we'll catch up with the disco after this. Yeah. And he'll tell us over a couple of drinks. Yeah, and he's thinking we're on tomorrow night. But the yeah. goes, we take our holidays exactly. seriously. Yeah, that's right. So we won't be on tomorrow. That's right. When, uh, when Carlos goes to discos, he orders a blue lagoon. <laughs> that's right. Still. Yeah. Still. Which looks like Harpy Flashmatic, doesn't yeah. it? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the king of the four-day long weekend. Yeah. So they're very, very lucky, <laughs> the management of SEM, that we're here. Because, hey. you know... Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to finish that sentence? Yeah. All right. Uh, 942-911-16 will take your calls uh, for the rest of the evening. Sasha from Ken Lee has called in. Um, Where is Ken Lee? Well, it's in um, Deep it's in the Western Suburbs. Yeah. yeah. G'day, Sasha. Welcome to the uh, show. Hey, lads. How's it going? Yeah, it's out west, boys. Yeah. No, no, very, very familiar with Canley. Yeah. Nice uh, football facilities out Absolutely, there, by the way. Absolutely, yes. Canley oh, Football Club. I know where that is now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This good facility. Yeah. You're on the Ring Road, boys. Yeah, no, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. No, he, we got he that. lives in the suburb. I next live to in it. the yeah. West. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just like to ring up, uh, firstly, to congratulate the Melbourne City boys on a solid win. Um, and uh, echo Zappa's points about the, the signings uh, that, that have, uh, Melbourne City have put in. I think. Um, Squads that win leagues have got a really deep squad. And uh, the signings of Fitzgerald, uh, Malik, and particularly Caceres, I think will add a, a lot of punch into our team. Um, but you almost feel sorry for the, the points that have been dropped by John Van Schip uh, earlier, this, earlier this year. There have been times where the squad's been depleted. Um, so if you look at, let's say, even the, the, the Melbourne City-Sydney game, we had a number of... A, about four first-team regulars. And it's when, when you take our team to go players out of a team, um, they can leave big holes. So by adding uh, players of, of, of the ilk like Caceres and Malek, it's, it's going to uh, ensure that we give our the best possible chance to win this league. Absolutely, Sasha. I think, uh, you know, your point about, you know, missing so many, having a depleted squad early in the season, comparing what's happening now, it's the same coaching. Uh, you know, it's the same coaching staff in that change room. They've softened the ground, Carlos. Yeah, they softened the ground at training. Yeah, of course, have. there's no more calf injuries at the moment. But the the point is that you know, he, John Van skipped six or seven weeks ago, and nearly lost his job. I mean, this is where I'm not sure where the city were going to put his job on the line, but certainly everyone a lot was of calling. Were calling for yeah, calling for you his were head. Carlos. Never no, me. I was never calling, I was for, never his, calling, I was for, never calling for his head. But uh, but I, I felt that they just needed their full full squad at uh, you know on the ground, and now they're not only getting their full squad, but actually purchasing quality, as Sasha said. I think uh, it's a big big difference, and that's why you really should stick with your coaches. And I never said off air, Vinny. No, no, I, no, say I said it off air. I, I never said it off air at all. I did ever because I, I don't want to ever I'm, cost anyone's job. Unlike Warren, we're very no. powerful voices in this game. <laughs> we we are, and have been for a long time. <laughs> anyway, thanks for your call, Sasha. Um, really appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Brett in Ballarat, wants to talk about how Sydney's season will pan out from here. G'day, Brett. How you going, mate? Yeah, very well. What do you think? I don't know. I reckon we're, uh, we're looking pretty good, I think. It's, um, it's been a long, long five or six years, but we're, we're finally looking like we can actually challenge for the title. Now, Brett, are you the same person from Ballarat that rang us <laughs> after the Western City? Was it the Western City Wanderer? Well, there's been so many of those games. From Ballarat. A lot of, a lot of Ballarat supporters Yeah, uh, yeah. City have. So... Have you rang us before, Brett, bemoaning a, a poor performance one Friday night by Melbourne City? 
I was driving the car that night. That's uh, right. My my passenger decided he was going to go under my alias. Ah oh, yes, ah uh, uh, yes. No, we don't we don't take calls from aliases. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we just are. We just are aliases. Now, Brett, what's the biggest? You know, you want to. I admire your knowledge because you do barrack for City like myself. What do you think has been the biggest turnaround? Because even this season we've seen performances that have been, you know, pathetic really. That Western Sydney Wanderers performance where I think they were 1-0 up and then lost 3-1 in the second half and we're basically insipid. What do you think the change has been? I think Florida probably been the biggest difference. We've actually got someone that can hold the ball up and give our wingers, if you like, or other forwards a chance. Um, and that, that, that's probably the biggest difference. And obviously, Aaron Moyes is a star, and he didn't play that game. But uh, I wouldn't go too far as to compliment. Look, so, Van Skip's doing OK at the minute, but I wasn't overly happy early in the year. I don't think he's anything brilliant. But at the minute, you've got to give him credit. He's getting, he's getting us where we need to go. So. Yeah, he's certainly... Um... The, the 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 team as a whole is playing better football and they're they're more cohesive. So you you got to tap your, your your hat off at uh, the the gaffer there. He's done very well. Yeah, no, he's definitely done well. He's got all his players as well, and they're getting some yeah. fitness now. Thanks for your call, Brett. Really appreciate that. Keep calling in from Ballarat um, tonight. Let's take a break now. Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix three one at Amy Park. Ten thousand eight hundred twenty five people were there. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Don't you dare. Why can't the Four Diego's coach the Australian women's soccer team? Trust us, we're the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Tonight, uh, Melbourne City and Wellington Phoenix uh, played in front of 10,825 people. It was 3-1 to Melbourne City. And before that, Melbourne City uh, and the W League uh, made the grand final after extra time. It went, on, went to penalties. It was nil all after extra time and then 5-4 on penalties. And uh, Lisa Devanna slotted the uh, last one home, um, not before Angela Beard from uh, Brisbane Raw missed the 18-year-old who had a fantastic game mm. and uh, was absolutely distressed. She broke the post, it. unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, well-taken penalty, but yeah, she missed. Was. But anyway, um, so I should get over it, but uh, she was hurting and you could Maybe tell. she won't get over she it, She will get over it. No, she will get over it. Because she plays for the Matildas and qualifies for the Olympic Games and heads off to the Olympics. She's got a lot of good people around her. Even Lisa Devana put her arm around her and had a good pep talk with her. I can only speak from experience. Yes. No, so can I. I I missed a penalty when I was around about 11 years old. Never got over it. Well, well, then you just moved. (laughs) Never got over it. You just moved back, you know. Mm. And that's why you're here doing late night radio, Carlos. That that and my groins. Yep. You know, if I got over that and my groins. Never. Yeah. I've never been the no, same. No, she will get over it because I, yeah. you know, with sports psychologists now. How well Carlos, did? How well did? Because I haven't had a chance to see Brisbane Raw play this season, and I've got to say I was influenced by the commentators, the, the girls who were commentating, Stephanie Brants and uh, Heather Garriock, and uh, they really did paint the picture that Brisbane Raw should not have been anywhere near on that ground with uh, City today. Uh-huh. And uh, really, that's I, I, fair. Uh, but I tell you what. Given the picture they were painting, that was a fantastic performance by Brisbane Raw. Not only taken to extra time, then penalties. And it was four all at the penalties, you know. Neither one looked like they were missing. No, absolutely. And I thought that's fantastic. And this is what, you know, people talk about 
you know, what Melbourne City's doing as a club at the moment. They, they, they got all the best girls and they've got the best team. They're undefeated so far this year. And most likely they'll go all the way and win the grand final after they won the, the league undefeated. Uh, they've bought all these players. They've got uh, Caceres, you know, through some convoluted, it's not that convoluted, but they've got the loan system that, and everyone knows that. The loophole. But, but what they've done is now saying to clubs, this is weird. We're doing what we're doing. How are you going to respond? Because they've won the they won the um, the under twenty yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, the youth league the last youth year. League, sorry, but also little things like not little things, but they their academy. What they've set up near the tribe. I mean, that is just a marker down for the clubs saying, okay, we're doing this. We're getting all the best players. Mm. We're going to win things. We're going to do this. We're going to win the girls. We're going to win the kiddies. We're going to we've got the fantastic facility. What are you guys going to do to respond? And that's what I love. And in this market, Melbourne Victory will respond. You hope so because they will. They've, they've got they'll... some great players in yeah. that team. Steph Catley was sensational tonight. Absolutely. When I say right. Victory is not only responding, they're actually way ahead. But as far as the facility is concerned, I know that they're looking to build their own academy, for that's example. Right. They're going to get Abramovich on board and final <laughs> players right. from Chelsea. That's right. And this is, uh, don't you think the likes of Canberra United in the girls in the W League are now going to say, okay, we're not going to whinge about City being so good. We've got to now bridge this gap. And what we saw from Brisbane Raw today is the first step in that. We're not going to actually accept that Melbourne City is going to win this game like everyone expects. And they really uh, gave a red-hot go tonight. Melbourne City take on uh, Sydney FC next week at Amy Park. So that should be an absolute beauty. Um, the Women's League, the W League is uh, coming to its climax, of course. And uh, Melbourne City haven't lost a game and uh, you tipped them not to lose this one. But anyway, very, very interesting uh, uh, is that a game. mozzie? They, they, they should. Uh, well, no, no, I'm just putting a bit, bit of pressure on them, yeah. Carlos, because they, they, they can handle it. So. Rodrigo, I know they're not allowed to do this, but the City girls should wear their light blue strip just to upset <laughs> yeah. Sydney yeah, FC. Sydney and by the way, can I just mention, uh, I don't know, I, was, well, I figured I didn't know, is it Hayley Kopmeyer? The, the goalkeeper. The, keeper. For, the goalkeeper for Brisbane Raw. What a game. Yeah, a Panther, really impossible yeah, tonight. Particularly um, late in the game, mm. Lisa Devana, there was a curling shot that yep. was going where the spiders yep. are. You, yep. And she got across and saved that. She was really I mean, look, they were they were outgunned offensively, but defended like their yep. life defen- depended upon it. And that's what finals games are all about. It's a different type of game. I think I like Beady Goad. Yes. For, for the redheaded yeah, flyer. Yeah, yeah, she's good really player. Good, good footwork. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen on the back of Melbourne City's three one win over Ellington, uh, Wellington Phoenix. Uh, the Who Do You Love hotline and uh, Marcus uh, from South Melbourne is on the line. G'day, Marcus. Welcome to the final whistle. How are you, Rodriguez McGregor? Reporting in on <laughs> Robbie Burns Day. You oh, know yeah. that, don't you? Is it? That's the National Day in Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Oh. Thanks for Haggis okay. Day today. Okay, great. Yeah, and then we get to drink again tomorrow for. Australia Day couldn't be a better arrangement, really, in my opinion. <laughs> really, <Fantastic. laughs> I, I've, I've had haggis recently, and um, I'm not I'm not a better man for it. Can I just say that? I'm still recovering, actually. I think you are, Vinny. I think you are a better. I'm man not for a better it. man at all. <laughs> what do you I think about tonight's good. game, uh, Marcus? I thought it was good, and um, I heard a man talking just earlier, an unidentified Diego, who tried to verbal a young... Do you remember when that young bloke rang in two weeks ago and he was talking very good, sensible stuff about Melbourne City, and one of the Diegos tried to verbal him into admitting he liked victory, but the kid only liked City. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the thing I noticed tonight, don't they have... 
towering goalkeepers come from Scandinavia. I looked at Sorensen and I thought, there's a long tradition of good Danish and Swedish Norwegian keepers, aren't yep. they? They're, they're Vikings. They're Vikings, <laughs> Sons yeah. of Vikings. A tall people. And they run their box. They run their box. Yep. They run their back line. I thought he did really well tonight. Yeah, strong hand. they're born with strong hands in Scandinavia. And they're not afraid of the cold. Yeah, like, no, they, 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 would, they would play shirtless if they had a chance. And well, there's a polar bear hats. coming towards you. You need strong hands, <laughs> <true>. Carlos. <laughs> it's true. That probably explains why they jump into ice-cold baths when they get out of the sauna. Either that or they're all mad. Yeah, but the Norska commercial. Yes. <laughs> Remember the Norska commercial? Hey, Marcus, really appreciate your call, as always. Make sure you keep calling the Diegos. We're back on Wednesday night, so I might talk to you then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Thanks, thanks for your call there, Marcus. Really enjoying himself. On a, yes. on a jewel holiday for him. Yes. Hey, let's go to Nick in Carnegie. G'day, Nick. Welcome to the final whistle. Yeah, hi, boys. Hey. Um, just, just by the way, there's no um, polar bears um, in that area. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thanks for the correction there. <laughs> We're uh, a football show. You probably, you probably pulled yourselves up on that. No, yeah, oh, no, yeah, we, we, we yeah. would have after the show, the debrief yeah. after yeah, the show. Yeah, we, we I know they're further north. They're yeah, further yeah, north. Yeah, we'd have air-checked it and said, no, we got that one wrong. Yeah, and we you would were, have got an apology on Wednesday night. Nick, too, we were thinking... To a polar bear. We were thinking Ew. with climate change, you know, La Nina and La Nino. They may, they may have migrated. They may have moved yeah. a little bit. You know what, Nick? I went to SeaWorld and there was a polar bear there in Queensland, so they're everywhere now. They travel too. Barney or something, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that'd be right. Well, there's polar bears on the South Pole and North Pole, but not, uh, not up there. <laughs> okay. um, Thanks for listen, that. Listen, uh, guys, okay, let's get uh, Yeah, let's get serious. Right. What I'd like to see now, there's two um, sides coming to Australia in two, 2017 from uh, the EPL. Is that correct? Uh, Arsenal's coming definitely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is they, there a team that's they, going to be part of the world? I think it was. Tot- yeah, but it's 2017. Tottenham, I, thought, I don't Tottenham think they're coming. Yeah, yeah Tottenham. But Arsenal next, are going to Sydney. Yeah, but it's 2016. In 17. In 17. Yes. Yeah, that's Arsenal. Yeah. But Tottenham's 2016 this year. They're playing yeah, in that's that. Right. Yeah, so we don't know the second club that you're referring to in 2017, okay. though. So, so what I was, I was going to suggest, and we've never seen them here before, is it is a, a Bayern Munich. Mm. Yeah. Or a, um, or I don't know, uh, the Dortmunders or, or yep. someone from the Bundesliga yep. um, to come here. Because I can guarantee you this, mate. If they had a if they had a game between um, Arsenal and a German side at the Adelaide Oval, that would be a sellout. Yeah. Because you know how many German people are in Adelaide. Yes. Yes. But well, I, I don't know exactly I, how many. I, I but think yeah. Bayern Munich in their own right, yeah, think, Nick, would get a crowd. I see. I see the occasional kid, and more than one, but ooh. not a thousand, wearing Bayern Munich the red Bayern Munich top. So I think they've got. Quite a good, strong support in Australia. People who love their football, and it's there's a lot of people uh, in Australia that love their football, and now get to express it, you know, through social media and so forth. A lot of them, with the knowledge, actually all love Bayern Munich. Mm. They don't even have to be from German extraction at all. Um, the good thing about Germans too, that there's no such thing as friendlies. <laughs> like the Bayern Munich could come in, they'll play as hard as what they're playing in the Bundesliga, I reckon. So whoever they're playing against, they're going to have a real match. And that's what people want to see. Yep. If it's Adelaide Oval and they've packed that place up, fantastic. Uh, what I'd love to see is in one of those ICC tournaments with Bayern Munich, Barcelona, uh, Real Madrid, and put Melbourne Victory Liverpool. in there or Melbourne City in there. Liverpool. And uh, that is something that, would capture the imagination as this the last ICC series did with Real Madrid, Man City and Roma.
You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a, a team like LA Galaxy come out in a nah, victory. No, nah, I, I would. You nah, know why? I'll tell you nah, why. No, I know you. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Sorry. I know it doesn't have the glamour, Carlos. No. I don't, it doesn't have the glamour, mm. but. Uh, I think it would be very interesting because I think that in many ways we um, we, 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 we measure ourselves by the MLS and we, it would be good to see the, the standard here vis-a-vis the standard in the MLS. Nah. That's what I'd like I'd to expect see. To I'd go to that game, oh, Carlos. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd go. I'd send you there, Vinny, because I'd be watching on TV. Uh, look, those friendly games, they're toy games, right? And they're toy games. And I've got to say, even the Real Madrid-Manchester City game didn't put a snap in my shorts. <laughs> and and it only did for a see, moment because exactly. Cristiano Ronaldo played and I wanted to watch him. Yeah, you want right? to go see the pop stars. Yeah, right? I just wanted to watch Cristiano because Cristiano wanted to put on a show. There's no way that he would have just strolled around the pitch and done nothing. He would he wants to put his ego won't allow him not to put a show on. So, but generally the toy games are something I steer away from. But if Real Madrid comes, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, I'll take some interest. Right? If LA Galaxy comes, please. Yes, but see, I don't, re- I, I don't regard an LA Galaxy coming as a potential toy game. I see that as uh, less than a toy game because there's less glamour there. Yeah. So it's got to be a real game for LA Galaxy because they're playing for pride because they don't want to be beaten by a, a victory or a city or a, or, or a yeah. Wanderers team. And, and that's where it, 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 it's, true, it's a truer game yeah. for mine. And that's why I'd go. Mm. Well, Nick raises an interesting topic, and thanks for doing that, Nick. Um, hey, boys, just getting back to the Melbourne City uh, Wellington Phoenix game, and, and just more so on the Melbourne um, Melbourne City side. The you talked about the marquee player with uh, Zappers. Should they make Fornaroli a marquee next year? Well, I, I if they if if they need to keep him because China's you know taking interest and Korea's taking interest. That's the next point of call for our stars. The foreign stars that come here, when they play well, they tend to go for the big money over there. No doubt Chinese clubs are looking at him right now. Um, if they can hold on to him and pay him more than what he's paying him and keep it under the salary cap in some way and then go and get the huge name. Uh, because Fornaroli, it's really interesting. Vinny did a bit of research about Fornaroli and up until between 2008, this is uh, his senior career, between 2008 and 2014, in, you know, what, maybe 60 or 70 games, he probably scored 21 goals, mm. right? Mm. Uh, that's with all the teams he played for. He's been a bit of a journeyman, right? He scored 14 in 12, or sorry, 12 goals in 14 games, or was it, sorry, tonight uh, the figure is um, 13, 14, 13 in 16, yeah. right? So he's had a, a, you know, a standout a year. year this is a yeah. real breakout year yeah. for him. Obviously, he loves Melbourne. Melbourne loves him, and it's working really well. So... As far as paying the sort of marquee money that a, I don't know, that a, G- a Gerard would get, or a, I don't know if you can get someone who's just recently out of the game but just coming from a top league who's a goal scorer, I don't know if he deserves that money. So if you can somehow keep him under the cap and pay him really, really well, but go get the big name. City mm. can go and get a big name like a Gerard. Mm. Why not break the and bank and get a Gerard? And still look after him okay. Absolutely, yeah. Brisbane look. had this issue after yeah. a couple of years with Borussia, didn't they? Yeah, but they Brosh, had Brosh, Borussia. Well, Brosh f- was their marquee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, still, and still is. Still is. Yeah. Um, but they ended up losing Borussia after you know a couple of years of performing yeah. because Melbourne Victory offered him the marquee. Uh, yeah. Position, of course. So, yeah. you know, Melbourne City could run into that if they don't act quickly. What Melbourne City have got to do is do what no other A League club has done. They've got the money and the resources to do it. Go and get a current world star, pay what you need to pay, 
convince them that this is the place to come. When they say world star, a bloke is later on in his career but still playing at the top level. Pay him what he's getting now plus more and bring him. China did that with Drogba and Anelka when they were still playing at Chelsea. Paid him £300,000 a week. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, 300,000 Australian dollars per week. No, not pound, Australian dollars per week in China. And of course, towards the end of their career, they're going to say, hey, listen, that's double my wage in China. I'll go and spend a year or two there. And they did. They didn't play well, by the way. They, didn't, they got rid of them after a while. But what Melbourne City, through the City Group, can do this. It's un Australian, Carlos. There'd be a backlash. It's. Uh... No, it doesn't matter. If, if the rules are there, I want Melbourne City to be the, 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 the team now that stretches everyone else. I want everyone to be angry at Melbourne City. I want everyone to hate Melbourne City because they've got the money and the influence to, to really use the rules to their advantage. Oh, I need to. I'm giving Melbourne <laughs> City, dirty after that, I'm giving Melbourne City permission. <laughs> License. No. In fact, I'll find a, a team of lawyers to look through those FFA articles <laughs> the rules and find every loophole and make sure you take advantage of every loophole. Mm, interesting thoughts there. Um, let's see if Peter from Druin uh, agrees with that. G'day, Peter. Welcome to the show. Yeah, how you going, boys? Um, I just want to make a comment on Caceres' game today. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Just the amount of run that he does, uh, what he did off the ball, and I think that's a huge thing for City. Um, I don't think they do enough off the ball, though. You know, they're good when they've got possession of the ball, but when they give it up, they just need to stop it a lot of time. And there was two contrasting halves. The first half were uh, really, really good compared to the second half where it was just a, uh, a lot of turnovers. They stopped running. Um, yeah, just your views. You know, Peter, I think um, it's an interesting one with Caceres because he, got, he comes from a club where he was seen to be the best player into a club where all he's going to be required to do is play a role in that middle of the park. He's not going to be, um, you know, absolutely needing to be the star every week. So I think that can really suit him. And look, it just adds to depth. They can change it up in the midfield. If they're getting, you know, bullied, they've got, you know, Nick Fitzgerald, Aaron Moy, Jacob Melling, you know, Paolo Retre, the, the list of players that can go in and around that midfield, Eric Pardalou as well. It just means that I think there's going to be a lot of pressure taken off him and he can just play. And for somebody who's touted, you know, I think in the coverage they were talking about, you know, he's touted to be the next Tommy Rogic. And I can't say it as well as... Tommy Rogic. <laughs> <laughs> he is touted to be that good. And he needs to be nurtured in an environment where he's just going to be able to develop, which I think he can. Thanks for your call, Peter. We really appreciate that. Um, let's take a break now on the final whistle with thanks to Premium Sport Tours because nothing beats being there. Get to one 800 sport or sporttours.com.au if you're going overseas and want to take in a sporting event, sporttours.com.au. This is the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Argentina's biggest and best supported club, Boca Juniors, were founded in 1905 by an Irishman named Patrick McCarthy and a group of Italian immigrants. The founding members, unable to decide what colours to play in, chose to adopt the national colours of the next ship to sail up the River Plate. The boat was Swedish, hence Boca's strip of blue and yellow. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four Diegos. And coming up after Diego's, it's uh, All Night Appetite with Darren Park. And this is the final whistle. And the final whistle is because Melbourne City defeated uh, Wellington Phoenix 3-1 tonight. Fornaroli uh, scored. Navio scored twice. 
and uh, Bonavazio scored for Wellington Phoenix. 10,825 people at Amy Park and the W League Grand Final will be played at Amy Park next week. Melbourne City will take Get along. On... It'll be a great game. Get along. Sunday, 2 o'clock. Yeah, get along. Can I finish the sentence? <laughs> um, Melbourne City will take on Sydney FC next week. Who after cares they... who they're playing? Just get along no, and it's watch very Melbourne City. It's very important. People like to know facts. Um, mm. But yeah, no Biggest way. game of the year in the A-League this Friday night. Good on you, Janine, in Reservoir. I went to the game uh, tonight for the first time. Go City. So uh, hopefully you keep going, yeah. Janine, in Reservoir. Keep um, going. Now, Warren, you, you, you gush over the atmosphere at City. No, not so much tonight. Definitely. Oh, not tonight. I uh, thought you were The atmosphere tonight. <laughs> was great tonight, but not as good as the last 15 minutes against Western Sydney Wanderers. Best atmosphere okay. I've ever experienced so now, in a Melbourne City game. Okay. So what are you saying Just about the atmosphere? Consistently good. Now. I don't want to lie to our listeners. Consistently good, Carl. I don't want to lie to those people no, who are just wondering: should I go or should I not go? Just go. You've been going on about how fantastic the atmosphere is. You but don't. Say- uh, it's really, really, really excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, go. it's really good. And can I say, there's people. Don't well, really come, good is an excellent. Don't come without a shirt on, and I mean, <laughs> please don't come. No, I mean get. A bit of kit, yep, and wear it along because uh, Melbourne City kit. Yeah, the one thing I noticed about Victory fans, particularly Victory fans, and Western Sydney Wanderers, because they're red, you see it. But Victory fans, they all get along in something. You know, they all wear in Melbourne Melbourne Victory stuff. Yep, and Melbourne City, we're just starting to get to the point where people are wearing kit, Carlos. There's a little bit of an identity thing because I, I remember we were in here's studio watching the game, and they had a shot of the active support behind one of the yeah, goals. Yeah, the red and the white. Oh, it's yeah, a, it's yeah, a bit of a mishmash. Yeah, Melbourne City, please <laughs> do something nothing. about that. Yeah. They are you wearing know. that strip, though, on occasion. No, it's the away uh, strip, official. Yeah, I wear it's it. just so different, really. Really. Yeah, we don't. I don't think there the, needs the, to be any the, the holding idea. on yeah. of the history of you, Melbourne Heart in the Melbourne City. Do you think they should sunset that brand? Yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh. There wasn't. Look, a team around for four years wearing red and white stripes, that's not history. You don't need to, you don't need to type in... You know, Melbourne Heart FC on the back of your shirt to recognise the history. It's not like the Western Bulldogs or Brisbane Lions or whatever. Not as if you're going to lose a lot of supporters, are you? No, listen, there would have been, I reckon there would have been one or two supporters that would have tattooed Heart Till I Die somewhere on their body. And you've got to respect that mob. No, there's oh, laser one removal, Carlos. It's the new big thing. No, but they did make, I mean, Melbourne Hutt made a big thing of foundation members. So there's a lot of people who mm, invested in the club early doors. Yeah, but so I, I, think, I, I think agree if you're with a you, tattooist, the brand. Yeah. Yeah. If no, you're a tattooist think... and someone says, I want Melbourne Hutt till I die, and the club's <laughs> yep. only been around for two or three years, it's your moral yep. responsibility to say, no, you're that's doing not it long in enough re- for yep. a tattoo yet. You're doing it in removable ink. Uh, I actually think Melbourne City should go down the line of having a third strip, you know, the one that they change every year <laughs> for marketing purposes. Yeah, they will, don't worry about that. When they pay a, when they pay a pay Stevie G thousand pounds of... I tell you yeah, what, I, what would I, you do if Stevie G came to Melbourne City? Oh, I don't I, want to think I, about it. I, I really don't You're think getting aroused that. right now, aren't you? No, stop it. Stop it. I don't it think... It doesn't make for good radio, but this man <laughs> is very excited in his studio right I now. I actually personally don't think that... I would be able to go about and perform my daily <laughs> duties in the normal way. Let, let me. We should reapply to Melbourne City, Melbourne Heart slash Melbourne City for, for on the ground? on-ground stuff. Actually, we used to be the on-ground people. You know, 
I've been thinking about that the last three weeks we've been there, Carlos, and this guy they've got now, he's got a very big voice. Oh, okay, so you're oh, not going to criticise him. He's yeah. got the a very, yeah. very, you know, Bruno yeah. Fornaroll. Yeah, he's yeah. got a big yeah. voice. Basketball, I don't uh, think we can match that, Carlos. Even our best work. For yeah, Melbourne Heart. You'd go for an interview and get your CV together if uh, if they got Gerard. Oh, I would. Because you? you, we did our best work in wet conditions in the middle of losing streaks <laughs> in, in the in, dugout. In, in, Santa, in elf outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Yep. Yes. Anyway, uh, we're not, sorry. We're, no, that's right. That we're was inward-facing talking. It was inward-facing talking, whatever that means. Uh, so, Carlos, you mentioned that Robbie Corrin is gone. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of activity, you've got to say, at mm. uh, Melbourne City. Um, in the last week or so, Mork's gone. Yep. Malik's in. Mm. So uh, David Williams. Yep. Gone. Mm. Will they miss him? Will they miss Mork? Well, Mork's an interesting one because obviously he'd been there for five years, I think, and I've been really disappointed up until this year. I mean, everyone's, you know, from in t- inside the camp, you always hear how they're impressed. I remember even Vinnie Grella saying that one player that he was deeply, deeply impressed with was uh, Stefan Mork. And, you know, I really couldn't see it whenever he was given a chance by Melbourne Heart, the old Melbourne Heart. He just didn't – I couldn't see anything there. And uh, uh, this year he certainly showed it. And uh, he looked like he was a young man who was going to really take the next step. So it was interesting they let him go. And I I think it's that case of, I think, potential or or the possibility that someone could come good – are players that don't need any more. They've had that since day one. The idea of buying clever, buying cheap, and hoping that someone would just rise to the occasion, it let them down so many times. I mean, I love David Williams, but David Williams just didn't hit mm. the heights that everyone expected consistently enough. So he's another one of those guys that, again, probably they thanked him and they obviously were appreciative of what he did. But he's one of those guys, they weren't too fussed moving on. I think Stefan Mork's another one saying, okay, you might be good in five years' time, but we'll buy you then. <laughs> we'll buy you when you're the finished product rather than worry about you developing. So I think the days where we see too many of these kids come through uh, and develop on the job, I don't think we'll see that too many times. They'll go with a melling. They'll go with a retray. They'll go with the odd young guy, but now they're going to be buying winners. Yeah, I get a sense they probably think that there's plenty more Stefan Morks where he came yeah, from in yeah. terms of the guys that they're going to develop themselves through the youth team. Look, Melbourne City of old wouldn't have got rid of Stefan Mork. And, mm. you know, and in all honesty, Osama Malik probably solidifies He'll do their a job. defensive He'll do options a job for them. Yeah, he might yeah. not even be a long-term. Long-term, no. no. He's just a guy who he's available. He's a, he's a decent player, but he'll just do a job for them going into the finals. Okay, guys, let's take a break now on the final whistle and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Soccer Australia wish to announce a Socceroo team for the upcoming international against Tonga. Into the team comes Basil Scarcella Jr., Ian Knopp Jr., Tony Labazetta Jr. and Frank Farina Jr. Out goes Ocon... Charisma Bypass Operation, two weeks. Kuhl, Groin, or was it Hammy, three and a half years. Bosnich, Bruised Ego, indefinite. Zalic, Screw Loose, never to be released. This has been a soccer update by the four Diegos. 
Thanks for joining us on the final whistle tonight. Really appreciated your company, your calls. Um, Jacob Melling was on tonight. Really uh, good to chat with him and Michael Zapponi as well. Um, of course, Melbourne City defeated Wellington Phoenix 3-1 tonight. It was a good game, great game to watch. And tomorrow night um, on Australia Day, Melbourne Victory take on Sydney FC. Guys, this is, uh, this is always a good game to watch, isn't and a it, big game. You looking victory. forward to this one? I am looking forward to it. I might go to this one. You should. I'm, I think I will, you damn should. it. Wear, wear <laughs> your shirt, which is a little bit different to Warren's. But uh, I'll be know, the guy wearing the shirt that says, bring on LA Galaxy. <laughs> you know yeah, why? You, you were a lone voice, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I was nobody, a lone voice. Nobody really okay. supported you in that That's one. Okay. You know why it's a big game tomorrow night, Rodrigo? Why? Because whoever wins tomorrow night will play Melbourne City in the grand final. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Jeez, that's confident. Not, Rodrigo, that's not interesting Arrogant. at all. That's stupid. Nah, well, it's, you know, you're dismissing West Sydney Wanderers straight away. The marauding Adelaide United right now can't lose. They're just winning every time they go on the field. Uh, you're just dismissing every obvious... I'm not you know, dismissing. We're just, just offering impressed by his confidence. Carlos, <laughs> I'm just not the off, Warren we know. I'm just looking forward. An <laughs> looking forward to seeing uh, Melbourne, where the Melbourne victories form against. Uh, Was it an Law. aberration? And the cracks will reappear. No yeah, way. looking forward to it. Thanks for your company tonight, everyone. Thanks for your you guys tonight as well. So uh, back on Wednesday night. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We're, we're there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We're, we're there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. The Gringos play football. We're, we're there. there. We are the Fort Diego. Hey!